Discord. Uh, dude, reading my fucking hoodie right now, I'm reminded the other night I went to trivia and, you know, people come up, they try and come up with like the most ridiculous um, team names. Yeah, right. And someone, I forget, I think it was, it's a Arrested Development joke, but it's like, it was therapists, but it looked like the rapists. Great. And it was all one word. They had like therapists as one word, but they capitalized the T and the R. Right. Yeah. And And that's a good trivia name. Right. That's hilarious. And, uh, I remember like you could, cause now with the way the trivia is like, you do it all on your phone. So you're just like putting in the answers on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. And you can see all the, all the, um, other team names and shit. Like you can see how you rank like round after round. Yeah. Right. And when I saw that team name, I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? And all of us on our team were just like, that is horrible. Like who thinks that's funny? And I'm like, I really hope that the host, cause eventually the host like reads off the, all the team names and goes like, you know, so-and-so is in second place with blah, blah. She read the team name, and every time she did, she was saying the rapists. Really? Yeah. Didn't go for a therapist's route, huh? I don't think she understood. And can you imagine, as a woman, like, host at a bar where there's a bunch of drunk people and drunk dudes and guys who thought it was funny enough to call themselves therapists but spelling it like that... Having to read that team name over and over again, like unironically, like she didn't get the joke because it's not funny, first of all. But I couldn't believe like, it. If it was an Arrested Development joke, I'm sure they did it well enough. Oh yeah, um, it was hilarious. Being a stupid like, oh, it's kind of spelled the same. <laughs> it's like, but like, I've seen so many, like, people with team names that are really clever and like trivia based oh yeah dude that's what i mean like coming up with a good trivia team name is like one of the best parts of playing trivia it's one of the it's one of the more essential parts of the game yeah what what was y'all's team i didn't come up with it but we're sticking with it because my buds came up with it when we went a few weeks ago but it was uh it's one of those like names that sounds funny it was philip my crevice all right. Philip McCrevice. See, that's so much better. See, like, in that one, when we did, when we played the first time a few weeks ago, like, the whole bar laughed. And I'm like, that's a good, see, like, that's a good feeling. Like, we used to play so much in college and used to try and come up with the dumbest names. And every now and then, like, it would make everyone laugh. And that's such a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, guess who? what name they didn't laugh at? What? Oh, the rapist. Yours. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, she didn't okay, even... No, that makes a lot more sense in, like, the context of this. That's the thing, is, like, she was only reading, like, the top... We got fifth place, and she was only reading, like, the first, first, second, and third place names, like, as the game was going on. And, of course, the fucking rapists were, like, in second or They're third the masters. entire fucking time. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, my God. It's just, it was just so awkward every time she said it. God, I couldn't believe that. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Well, you know what's worse than coming up with, like, a just a shitty trivia name is going to trivia and just not knowing shit. Oh. Like I did when I went with y'all. Uh, oh, I forgot we did trivia. <laughs> we did it once. It, I think it was, I think all the Mortales boys were there. Yeah. And uh, uh, a couple of y'all's friends as well. Yeah. That's the thing, and, though. I doubt you didn't get one answer. Like, everyone thinks that they don't know shit until they get there. And then you get, like, two answers, and it's so clutch because it's something that no one else knows at the table. You know? I think I, I think I got one. 
I was still having fun, you know. We were still yeah. like, chatting it up. I was just, it's like I don't have to win or anything. Right. That's you know? literally I don't care about winning either. I'm still gonna try really hard, but it's not like at the end of the night yeah. I'm gonna be like disappointed or anything. I don't fucking care. <laughs> and like sometimes there's like, y- y- you know, you work together and you get a little thing. He's like, I heard this. I was like, oh well, maybe it. Like I heard this. It's like it's just fun. Yeah, dude. It's, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even if you don't know shit, you could just like be there and kind of hang out and be like, hell yeah, I'm. Just I'm just the looks yeah. of the group, you know? <laughs> You're like, I'm the muscle. Uh, Lucas is the I'm wild the card. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the brains. You're like, I'm the I'm the I'm the good I'm the suave. Yeah, you're the looks. Luis was the, the useless chick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, the the most fun is like when you guess and you get it right. Like that happened a lot the other night. Like that's how we got fifth place is because it was like five of us, and we guessed so many times and got it right. And I like seriously the the props that you get for the most random shit. Like we, no one knew what the capital of Kansas was, except me. And they were just like, what "Dude, Topeka." Okay. So like, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so I'm ninety percent sure that it's Topeka, but they they were just like the the category was like the the biggest major city. What's the closest state capital to this major city? So it was like Pittsburgh. Like, what's the closest state capital to Pittsburgh? And we guessed, I think it was like the capital of Connecticut or something. And then the one in Kansas was Kansas City. And I was, and they were all just like, but what's the capital of Kansas City or Kansas? And I'm just like, it's Topeka. And they were like, dude, I got so many like fist bumps and high fives. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, dude. That's what it's all about, baby. I'm like, literally the, the most useless knowledge. It's like all of a sudden, like people just get psyched that you got it right. You know, that's like part of the fun. Dude, I, it is the most, it's, it's not useless, but it is like the most inane. Oh, hundred percent. Weird niche stuff. Like, like I went to a trivia night with my family and it was just questions like, well, like what is Guatemala's number one export? Oh, I hate that shit, man. I don't. I don't know. It was like turtles. And it was like, what the fuck? What? How am I supposed to know that? Yeah. It's like the fucking Kate over here knew it. Right? It's like, what What books are you reading? I don't get it. Dude, so much of the trivia questions I know is because I watch so much Jeopardy. You know, that's it. I used to watch a lot of Jeopardy uh, because my roommate watched a lot of Jeopardy and I didn't have anything to put on TV. <laughs> and that's another thing, too, is trying to convince people to go to trivia is the same as trying to convince them to watch Jeopardy with you. They're like, oh, I'm not going to know any of the answers. I'm like, who cares? Are you not... Are you not interested in, like, just having fun and just playing a game and then also maybe learning something along the way? Like, there are so many friends that just refuse to go to trivia with us, man. And I'm like, get the fuck over yourselves. It's like, try it once, guys. Dude, I feel try stupid once, all day, you know? every day. Like, you, you don't, you're worried about feeling stupid for a couple hours? Like, come on. I feel dumb anytime I talk to anyone. Like, just go in. You're not going to win. You're not even going to place. Yeah, don't even you try know? to win. Just try to have fun. That's all we're just try to. That's all we're trying to, to do fun. here, Ash. Look, that's all. Come you on. Know, let's talk about life for a second. Oh, oh, right? I'm ready. This big old world let's we get live deep, in, dude. This small old, this big old town, you know. This big old this little town. Bowl. Yeah. What about it? It is what it is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so deep. The song, the music that I'm listening to right now, just made that sound so deep. <laughs> Yeah, literally, it's like a harmonica, like, and you're like, hey, man, 
Uh, you know, it's a, it's a little album. You might not have heard of it called What's Up Buds and welcome to a new episode of the Earbuds Podcast. Podcast where two friends talk about one album for that many minutes. We are your hosts, Lucas, David Beck, Indrakovs, and Ash, Peter Heisman, Hanrahan. And today, Ash, we are talking about an album that was actually requested for us to talk about. And it's because my buddy, Peter Heisman, uh, I think that's that's you, uh, played bass on a few of these songs on this record. And his cousin is David Beck, the guy who the album is named after. The band. The guy. And And does he have anything to do with the music at all? He wrote and recorded and performed all of the music. All right. Well, that's yeah. a great name for it, then. Yeah. David Beck's album, uh, I keep forgetting the name. Bloom and Fade. Bloom and Fade. Thank you. Yeah. Peter uh, reached out to me recently asking us to talk about this record on the podcast because he said that he's getting nothing but, like, great feedback. And he's like, I just want some unbiased, like, I just want you guys to be honest about what you think about it. And so, you know, that's full full disclosure, like, Peter asked us to talk about this, and I was really excited to do that, because it was literally right after we recorded the Joe Jess episode. Like, five minutes later, he texted me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is not going to be so timely. No, that's what I mean. (laughs) This might come out in, like, 2023. I'm honestly going to push this episode forward. Um, This one one and Mars Volta are going to come out next. Oh, shit. Because, uh, yeah, because I feel like the timeliness is there. And I feel bad because, you know, Peter asked us to do this like a month or two ago and we're finally doing it. But, um, yeah, man, this is a this was a, a very different thing for David. Um, I've known David since he was like literally 11. Like, I think that's oh, the, the first time I met him. He was like a nine or 10 or 11 or something. And so how old were you? I must be. Were you like the same age you are now? Yeah, I haven't aged in 20 years. So okay. I must have been 35 back in 2001. All right, you just decided to stick with that age. I mean, I look my best. I've peaked. I've full-on peaked. You look pretty damn good. Yeah, and the whole world I feels will it. I say. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hey. I know. But, yeah, I met him. I was super young, man. I must have been 12 or 13 when I met David. And, uh, yeah, and then throughout my life and his life, we've kind of, like, cross paths he's peter's you know first cousin and and uh, a couple years ago peter and david got another band going called david beck's tejano weekend where they play like country music tejano style like like cumbia tejano style and it's so fucking good it's they pull it off so so well and but david throughout his whole life i mean his dad is is uh the basis for um robert olkeen I don't know if you know that country band. Really famous Texas country. I do not. Well, David's his son, and uh, he just has music in him, man. Like, for for as long as I've known him in his kind of, like, later teenage and adult life, he's been in, in band after band after band and, like, touring, like, nationwide with these bands. And every band has been so unique f- from the last one. Every new one that he makes is so different. And 
this couldn't be more different than Tejano cumbia. I mean, music, yeah, it you know? is. I, I would say there's not a lick of Tejano on here. I would say it's no. mostly singer-songwriter country, and that's yes. kind of the the big basis of it, with some elements of other stuff sprinkled in. Yeah, for sure. Like, let's let's talk about what this album is, man, because it's uh, it's pretty unique. I feel like. I don't think that. You, you have you heard a, you've heard a lot that sounds like this because I don't I don't listen to music like this so. I mean, to me, I'm just like okay, like he mixes a lot of stuff in this. I I feel like using the genre like singer songwriter to describe someone's music is kind of pigeonholing them into this certain place for sure. Uh, but I feel like that place is well deserved for this album. It's it's just very singer songwriter. It's very, I got these chords and I yeah. got these lyrics, and let's just do intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and let's end the th- damn thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would definitely say it's not um, challenging or like groundbreaking or anything. Uh, but to me, he does mix a lot of really interesting stuff. Like you said, like it's very singer songwriter. That's the umbrella you can put it under. But then all the little sub. All the little sub ones, you know, like all there's Americana, there's folk music, there's definitely country mixed in there. Um, but then there's also a little bit of indie. And honestly, and I know you never agree with me when <laughs> when I <laughs> hear certain things in music that remind me of other things. But uh, I hear some like post-punk stuff in this, too, from like 80s, like 80s post-punk. You know what I mean? Really? In the production. In the production. Uh, and some of the like the first song Crooked Talk has almost like a dreamy bedroom pop feel mixed with Americana has, you know it has a dreamy bedroom pop chord yes that they play once every every while on the verse that's what I mean the little touches the little like fucking the little spices the little seasonings that he that he sprinkles throughout all these songs uh, does kind of it did catch me by surprise several times and uh, and it just seems to it all seemed to work well together for me, you know. I mean, it certainly works well together. It's not yeah. like anything here is, like, it's not like anything here clashes. The production sounds great throughout the whole album. It sounds nice and clean. Yeah, for the most you part, can hear everything very well. Yeah, uh, maybe except for the bass. Uh, yeah, kind of a little low in the mix for me. Which I'm glad because Peter played bass, so I don't want to hear a bunch of that. So it's like it's not gonna be good. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. he probably played he played ska bass for us in my band in in <laughs> high school. So and Lord, ska basses are like uh, yeah, not, not that they're great, not usually you know? good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out Super Crude Boys, Super. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think the production was uh was decent, uh if not pretty decent. You know, like, well decent, however you want to say it. Because there were moments where, like, I had to fuck with the EQ quite a bit when I was listening to it. Because I feel like the the guitars were a little too loud in the mix on a lot of the songs. Yeah, the guitar is certainly the main instrument for most of the music. They're really that loud. And the vocals, obviously. Yeah, David's vocals are front and center. But Which kind of give it that singer-songwriter feel, even when there's, like, a full band backing. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot going on, right? Like, so, yeah, sometimes songs like uh, like Ballad of a Dreamer, I feel like had a trombone at one point in it in there and lots of uh, lots of like synths and piano. And they even had some strings throughout this record. And 
and again really cool choices on the production of the guitar a lot of times like the, where on again on ballad of a dreamer where that that guitar line that's like down 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 dun, 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 dun. Yeah. it almost reminds me of like uh you ever hear the highwaymen i've heard of them yeah they have that one song i think it's called highwaymen <laughs> but it's like waylon jennings christopher christopherson johnny cash and willie nelson it's like a yeah, super group. Big super group. Yeah, and the the that kind of lead guitar stuff that he did on uh, Ballad of a Dreamer specifically reminded me so much of the type that type of production that they did in like that nineties country music, you know. So it felt like he was kind of harkening back to to some of that stuff too. Yeah, right. And I do love the. Uh, I mean, the harmonica sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. The acoustic guitar and the harmonica, I'd say, are my favorite. Just like, just noises on the album, sonically, just like aesthetically, sonically speaking. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, the acoustic on uh, man, what was that one song specifically that I was like, wow, the acoustic sounds so good on this. Uh, is it Bright Star? Let me see. Let me see. Is that weird? Yes. Yeah. 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 Bright Star even had uh, like a lead guitar lick that sounded like "Here Comes the Sun." A little like, bit. Like, dun, dun, Like, they had that one. Kind of like a little picky, high up. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that must be, to me, I'm assuming that's an homage to, uh, who plays that even? What's, who's that band? <laughs> the Beatles? Is it the Beatles? It is the Beatles. Ah, yes. okay. <laughs> yep. Have you heard of them? No. They, you know, their new album, Revolver, just came out. Oh, sick. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, are they good? Are they, right. like, heavy? Uh, yeah, they're like usually like it's kind of genty, ooh, uh, kind of gent bedroom pop like a um, uh, that one fucking band that I always forget the name of, like Turnstile on on fucking crack. Well, it, it's like the it's like a pink album, and it's like the three three three. Fuck, god damn! Is it I is it a gent is it a gent band or is it a bedroom pop band? It's like a it's like a metal dream band metal dream or it's like the drums are aggressive the whole time the guitars are real floody and the vocals are screamy is it suno no it's somewhere it's somewhere ah uh, damn it my, my first thought was animals as leaders but there's no vocals on that sunbather sun that's that that's a i think that's a band oh, fuck whatever it is We'll put it right here, and then we'll get back to the conversation. <laughs> Great, now i got to research this when I'm editing it. Uh, but, dude, I honestly think there was something very, uh, on the on the overall vibe of this record, felt very blue-collar, working-class type of vibe. Yeah, it definitely it definitely seems like that's the vibe he wants to get across. Someone uh, just, like, photo. unbuttoning their fucking work shirt, you know, and, like, opening a cold beer at the end of the day. It's a very vintage-looking album cover. Yeah. He's just like in a hallway. He's got these little sunburnt orange acoustic guitar. I love it. It looks so seventies, man. It does. the The colors specifically are like very seventies. Yeah, that kind of like turquoise, bluish green, really dark, rich color, and then that bright orange and his fucking totally seventies uh, hippie, hippie dippy fonts that he used like i thought the aesthetic of the of the album was great and the photo just like fits so perfectly for this this style of music 
you know? Right, yeah. But I feel like because of that blue collary kind of working class feel, I feel like if these songs were played a little bit faster and with distorted guitars, and obviously like a different vocalist. <laughs> so if you completely change this record, whoa, whoa. Got the fucking someone step shit sports car. Someone step on a duck out there. Y'all, <laughs> the loudest du- we have the loudest duck in the world over here. And we just love to fucking beat it up. Y'all just beat up ducks in Seattle all the time now. That's usually what we're doing. That sounds like a hate crime. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it at all. But I feel like if this was played on distorted guitars and a little faster, it would almost sound like... I don't know if you ever listened to Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, I've, I've recently tried to get into Gaslight oh, Anthem. I fucking so love I get, them. I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. There, there were a couple moments like near the beginning of the songs where I was like, ooh, this could take an interesting, like cool turn this way. And then it like... It doesn't. It doesn't. It's like, <laughs> because it's not that album. Exactly. You know, it's not that kind of music. Exactly. Like, to me, a lot of a lot of the songs on this record sounded like, think of Tom Petty or Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But they grew up in the, in Texas and they smoke a lot of weed and they love Jesus. Yeah. But you know? Like, it, it is a very... It's, it's a very country attitude album. For sure. Uh, if nothing else, it has a lot of country elements in it. Very down home, just, you know? The feel of it, it's not honky tonk. It's not like, it, it's not like, uh, dirt road country. And it's not cheesy. But it's but it's not cheesy. There's no cheesy you know? at all. Yeah, it's it's done very well, especially. Uh, I guess y'all y'all, he was raised in Houston, right? I think he was raised in Houston. If not central, I think more maybe hill country, Texas. Because if he if he was raised in Houston, I would have seen him a lot more often growing up. You know, because we we lived in Seabrook, and yeah, he wasn't around as often, so I assume he lived in Central Texas somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the um, it's a fun little misconception about Texas, is that like any big city doesn't really have the country stuff going on. No, you know, no, like Austin, obviously, but even like Dallas. San Antonio, Houston. None of those cities like, give a fuck about country music or anything. We're like we're not really doing the country. No, if anything, Houston's way better known for rap than anything yes. else. Uh, <laughs> shout out Paul Wall, fucking. Uh, I think fucking Beyonce was. Oh, she's from Houston. H- Houston. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah, dude. Bun B, fucking Slim Thug. So many, so many people from Houston. Um, David Beck. David fucking Beck, maybe. I'm not sure because I don't know where he grew up. <laughs> but yeah, this well, I'm I, saying he's, he, he's got some good rap records out there, too. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next thing he does. It should. It, I would definitely. That would be an album I'd have to I would to love to, to listen to that. But yeah, man, songs like Abby on this record like give me such a Tom Petty feel, like 70s Tom Petty Americana. Yeah. Just a good American it's, rock music, you know? I, I'd say it's. It's classic. You got it right on the money, like Springsteen era. Yeah. Like, just American music, just, but not in like a shitty way. No, and I say like that, in like a cool way. Yeah, like in a chill way. Like they're still that they like immigrants. You know, <laughs> like you're all about America, like, but like you're racist. N- right. You you understand yeah. that like you know America's a fucking melting pot. It's a fondue of people. It's not. A salad, Which is news you know? to a lot of people. Apparently. Apparently a lot of people are having are struggling with that fact. 
He just talked to an 80-year-old. They're like, melting pot? What it, is that yeah. something that They're like, happened? I'd like to see it more as one of those trays where all the food is separated from each other in their yeah. own little sections. Like, I want... And actually, can I get my own tray? Yeah. Can I just have my own tray? <laughs> and everyone else gets, like, the little, little plate? Yeah, I like my food segregated from each other. Yeah. I don't like them mixing... I don't this, like them this interacting. This wasn't born from immigrants. No, no. This was a good, God-fearing white evangelicals that uh, founded this country. For, and from the beginning, we nobody else was here before us. Nope. Uh, no Browns so before. Don't even worry about that. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, you know, that's that's what people don't really get. Ash is like our history. People need to look up our history and realize this is a white Christian nation. You know, and this yes. You know, hey, 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 can we do the pledge right salute. now? Salute. Hey, can we do the? I, fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm like our Father who art in heaven. No. Uh, no, that's a prayer. Hallowed be. That's close. Thy states. <laughs> thy kingdom come. Thy Kentucky come. Thy, thy Wyoming be done. be done. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people. This is just another fun fact about Texas. We have our own pledge that we would say oh, yeah. after the American pledge. Yeah. Oh man, I got in trouble so much in advisory class for like laughing during the pledge and fucking around. Well, it's it's like the most like the Texas pledge is the most awkward fucking pledge. It is not written well. No. Just from like a a auditory like vocal stand. It like barely rhymes. It's it's literally <laughs> honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to thee, Texas, one state, under God, one and indivisible, uh, with liberty and justice for all, amen. Oh, so we just straight up ripped off the fucking national... I don't, I don't think those last two lines were in there. <laughs> I haven't been in public school for a long time, so I haven't had to do it. Yeah, dude. And, I, do you and I've been the... really missing out on doing it every morning. How weird is it that we were forced to do that every day? I mean... It's weird to think back and... On that and realize like we were forced to pledge allegiance to our flag, to our nation, you know, pledge allegiance, dude. It's just weird. And like, that's so weird. Looking back, I wish I was one of those kids that just like sat down the whole fucking time. Oh, I was a punk in high school, man. Me and especially me and Peter were in the same fucking advisory class. We purposefully disrespected the the ceremony every single time and got in trouble. Fuck yeah, dude. Got in trouble all the time for it. You know? Well, you can't dishonor our free nation. We're free speech. How dare I? It's free, and you can express all your opinions as long as they're ours, too. Right, as long as it agrees with, with my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so strange, because you, you look at places like... And I know this is such an extreme comparison, but you look at, like, North Korea, where they're made to, like, you know, pledge allegiance and fucking say that they'll die for their glorious leader and shit like that. And it's just like... Well, how is that any different than everyone ha- being forced every day to put their hand over their heart and pledge allegiance to a flag, to a symbol I mean, of the, the country you're the, from? And I know that ha- that's every country are a little more extreme. It is yeah. definitely less. That's what I mean. It's such oh. an extreme comparison. It's like comparing anything to a Nazi. It's just like, okay, there's there's better well, comparisons. Like, well, okay, well, it's not that bad. Right, right. Um, but no, it's like we kind of follow those same values a lot less. You know, it's not as... In public schools, it is kind of enforced. If you're not like not doing it, no, you're yeah, get in trouble. One hundred percent, killed or anything. No, but you can um, get sent to the office. You'll get fucking D hall. You know, like it's it's kind of crazy. It's weird to think about. That's indoctrination in a in a, in a sense. You ever you know ever since like middle school, I've wondered why we're so 
fucking patriotic. Like, well, they're trying to teach you from a young like, age that like America's the best. American can do no wrong. Right. You know, it's literally like indoctrin. Like it, that's indoctrination. And anytime you say anything negative, you get a lot of fucking flack for oh, it. Oh yeah. You know, and I always thought that was weird. To me, like, to to criticize something that you love shows how much you love it because you want it to be better. Right? right. If, if, like, mean, if, just like, if King Gizzard came out with a new album, am I just going to force myself to love it because I love King Gizzard? Or am I going to be a true fan and really show how much I love it and go, you know what? This wasn't good enough. Or you which, all you could have done better. I have not, man. I'm saving it because I thought we were going to do it on the show. We are. Okay. Uh, I, I listened to... It, it's only two of them that have come out. So, so far, yeah. Was, or it might have been three now at this point. There's like the comma one. Yeah. There's like ice, fire, magma, tornadoes. Right. And then there's changes. Right. And I think um, I think they do have another one coming out. If not, if it's not already it, out. Oh, um, and there's like a denim jacket or something. Oh, okay. Denim socks. In any case, <laughs> um, what are we doing? Oh, we were talking about uh, David Beck's um, Bloom and Fade. Right. Yeah. And so that all comes back to David Beck's Bloom and Fade. Going back. Uh, where were we? <laughs> Why don't we talk about some of our favorite songs on this record? All right, well, before that. Because we've said a lot of things that we liked about this record. All right. I feel like it, it's, you know, it'll we it, it should behoove us to say if we had any things that we didn't like about this record. Because... Uh, one of mine would be the mix. I think the 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 mix was a little off for me. Um, and the only thing, because I think like I know this isn't your style of music. Like I listen to this stuff a lot more than you do, uh, so that's why I wanted to get into the things that you didn't like about it. Because like I'm mentally prepared for you to just unload, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Because for for me, the, my main complaint, other than the you know production at times. Is like by the middle of the record, it started feeling a little same, same for me. Like, same house and bright star just started kind of being like, ah, dude, like, you know, it's starting to sound like you're writing the same song over and over again. But then Abby made it, Abby like really brought it back for me, you know. And I think a thing that made it feel same, same was also David's vocal delivery was like, it's just so consistent. Uh, throughout the it whole is. record I love his voice but it's like yeah. I needed to hear him do something different and he did that on Abby which I, I was like really happy to hear he yes I, I agree with that I'd say even on Abby um, it isn't too groundbreaking and no it's it's not like he has to do anything like totally different or weird right um, but it is kind of the same infliction on every song um very smooth I, voice smooth delivery i love very his smooth. i genuinely love his voice very american sounds like he's sipping some bud lights between each take <laughs> yes dude <laughs> maybe taking a toke um as far as my kind of grievances with this album i'm always trying to stay conscious of kind of like genres uh that and he's a local silly. guy he's solo guy like, you know It'd be, he's a good old boy from Austin, man. He's in Austin, like you know, he's doing this all on his own. It'd be it'd be silly of me to like go to a reggae album and expect some shit from like, you know, a dream pop record or something. You know, right? 
And so, like, this is a singer-songwriter album. I'd say it's a pretty good one for what it is. It nails I'd the fucking... Say, it nails it, right? Like, for, for that genre. Yes. Yeah. Um, as far as my personal enjoyment, it was all a little same-samey for me throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Uh, like, I, I appreciate how deep he went on some of these lyrics he mm-hmm. definitely touched on a lot of personal topics um like crooked talk kind of talking about uh i assume his father kind of kind of leaving him at a young age uh bright star talking about i assume like a friend that died or maybe it's a threat on i shouldn't make that joke that's probably in bad taste. <laughs> oh wow I, i'm not gonna let you finish see i thought crooked talk i i also like the lyrics but I was talking about this with Peter being like, man, I really love his lyrics on crooked talk. Um, to me, I thought he was talking about Republicans. Like, you know, who know, who, who would have known you could be so bad, you know, like it could, it could very well be like a double thing. Uh, There was a, I think the first verse he's talking about, um, you know, someone going out, kissing him on the head saying, I'm going to be right back. Right. Never coming back. Uh, there weren't, I couldn't find any lyrics online for like, I couldn't no, find a transcription either. of the lyrics anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it's always, you know, it's like very kind of, kind of what you listen to, what you prioritize, I guess. But I, man, I love that. I love that line though. Like I didn't know you could be so, so bad, bad and still and get still by. Very, it's a it's a very juji juji kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then that that like wah flanger, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. I that's the I was the every time I listened to this record, I thought like, man, Ash is gonna. Honestly, I thought you were just gonna get bored. Uh, I I wouldn't say I didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. The thing here's the thing is that. Uh, the best compliments I can give to an album like this, I guess, would be that you did some innovative shit. Mm-hmm. That didn't really happen. Um, that you aren't weren't cheesy. That you were believable. And this music's very sincere, really right? Yes. The, huh? the music's very sincere. Yeah, it's very sincere. Yeah, and like that's that's one of the better compliments I can give it. I'm. I just don't have the patience for stuff like this. Usually. I know this isn't your style, man. It's not my style, but there, you know, there were definitely some moments that caught my attention. I I had to look back down on my phone, see what song I was listening to. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into it. Let's get into your before the choice nugs before our two favorite songs. Do you have any honorable mentions? The songs that you yes, liked that I weren't do. your favorites. I do. I have uh, "Crooked Talk" is one of my honorables. Yeah, great opener great opener uh i think same house i liked at first and then it got a bit annoying after a couple of <laughs> yeah my only note for it was uh it's fine fine not bad instead of good good not bad <laughs> at least it's not <laughs> i was like it's like, fine bad bad and yeah it's not bad it's not great and it was one of the more quote-unquote rocking songs on the record if you could call it that yeah yeah um I, I I think I like the lyrics on Bright Star a lot. I liked how uh, emotional it was. And those are yeah. 
that that's about my uh, art pulse. Great guitar work on Bright Star. Uh, yeah, Crooked Talk and Miner's Song, um, Swimsuit and Red Tail were all my honorable mentions. I thought Swimsuit well, sounded like a fucking prom song, man. That was that was a that was another one where he was kind of doing a little bit of a like a different inflection on it. Yeah, it sounded like he was going a little harder in the paint there. Yeah, and it's like I swear that song is destined to be someone's wedding song for their first dance or something. That's, that you know that's the thing is these are all great wedding songs. Great wedding and songs, yes. A lots of emotion. Like there's a lot of beautiful emotion in his voice and in the music in swimsuit. And that's you know the progression, the the like chord progression that that he used for it. We've heard a hundred times before, but it's because it's like so effective at evoking really strong emotion, and they played it really well. Right. So. Uh, and yeah, Red Tail was another one. I I thought that was a really fun song. Well, let's talk about that one because that is one of my choice nugs. Yeah, that was that made it was really close to being one of mine. It's uh, I believe the longest song on the record, clocking in at six minutes. Yeah, it's got this kind of steady uh, beat to it. Yeah, nice loud song to end the fucking album with, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I just. It, like the verses were nice i loved the little pre-course build up into the chorus where uh the i love how kind of washy and crashy the cymbals sound on the drums throughout the chorus yeah um i thought it was pretty catchy and it was the song that kind of held my interest the most <laughs> yeah to me it like it brought the most uh some of the most like 80s post punk feel too with that those like just like that driving drums i'm i'm getting it like i'm talking like the cure post-punk you know like it's friday i'm in love you know like that type of post i'm not talking idols you know like i thought you were like going like kind of velvet underground no 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 i'm talking like new wave post-punk shit Okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Kind of a new wave kind of thing. 100%, yeah. It's one of the only songs on the record, too, that I wished like I, I could play live with them. It sounds like a really fun song to play. Sure. It, it sounds like you could bust out a couple jams on this one, too. Yeah, it just sounds like one of those that's just live. It would just be really... It could easily be a very big song. Like, this could easily be on the radio. It could easily be in a, a TV show. Um, And I really liked the kind of, like the what you could call it a guitar solo but it was like this super late 80s early 90s style guitar solo for this type yeah, of music right. that i just thought worked perfectly and it was really well written yeah i i think so as well it's uh it's it's ballsy to make songs that are like in the 5 plus minute range but i think this one does it well i never mm-hmm. thought it was too long and when it ended i was like damn okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know, and it was it was one that got stuck in my head a lot. Mm. Um, and same with my choice nug, my first choice nug, which is "Ballad of a Dreamer." Ballad of a Dreamer. Man, that like bound, bound, bounding, that kind of driving rhythm. Yeah, that kind of riding on the snare. Yeah, bringing everything forward. Not exactly like a train track thing or anything. No, but it reminded me that was like there's a lot of choices that they made on Ballad of a Dreamer that reminded me so much of the Highwaymen song like I was a highwayman across a river deep and wide 
you know, with it's it, it just reminded me so much of that. And I thought the the acoustic guitar work was great on it. Uh, and I really like when the drums kick in for that like interlude after the chorus. They get kind of loud. Yeah, it's like the whole band is kind of doing these little hits together. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like they go back to the bow 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 like just kind of this a little punky rhythm and it almost goes like reggaeton the second time they bring that around where he's going like yeah he's doing that beat really original and i and i gotta i gotta give it up for ballad of a dreamer because he's talking about driving around texas and you know talking about san antonio and all these like little towns in texas and i miss texas so much man i'm so excited to go back for christmas that i'm like uh this song just like made me it made me miss texas Ballad of a Dreamer. That's that's quite an accomplishment. I know, because <laughs> other than other than missing my friends and family, like I didn't miss the state or driving around the state. And then I heard this song, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Now I want to drive to San Antonio, <laughs> which like I never want to. You never want to. It is no. not a fun ride. <laughs> no, it's it so is boring. Not nearly as like pretty as you would imagine. No, I'd have to go on those like country roads, those like farm to market, you know, twenty twenty two or some yeah. shit. Yeah. It was like straggling outside. Yeah, it would take three hours to get to San Antonio from Austin, but it's like way nicer. Honestly, and it'd be worth it too. Oh, 100%. Fucking. When you get to like the six lane highway at oh, San, San Antonio, Antonio, right after 1604, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the a nightmare. Worst. Yeah. Plus, like, yeah, once you get to like New Braunfels, you're like, oh, I'm close. And then you're like, no, I'm not. I'm still fucking an hour <laughs> away. This blows. No, sir. Well, what was your second choice, Nug? Well, I'll tell you, sir. Well, I asked. It is Abby. Yeah, Abby that's song. mine too. Song seven. Yes, Abby. Yep. Dude, after Same House and Bright Star, I was like, if they don't pick it up here, I'm I'm about to start getting a little bored. And that's exactly what they did. They picked it up. Boy, did They're they! Getting a little, a little dancier yeah. with it. Yeah, and it, and it's some more energetic delivery from David, which I was like a really needed change for me to like keep my attention and to keep me interested in the record. That quickly became my favorite on the whole album, and it's and I even love the intro, man. Like the beginning of the song sounds nothing like the rest of the song, and <laughs> right, they kind of switch it up. And you know, I always try and like the best way for me to describe this stuff is like what music it reminds me of, and that that first maybe minute of the song, maybe not even like forty five seconds. It sounds like a David Gilmore song. Just like, you know David Gilmore, the guitarist of Pink Floyd? Yeah, right. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard his solo stuff. Or like later uh, Pink Floyd, where like he was the main songwriter. Yeah, right. It That intro reminded me so much of David Gilmore. Just like dreamy and kind of psychedelic. Really quiet. And then all of a sudden it just goes like... And just switches it up on you. Abby, don't look down. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think we failed to talk about up till now is the harmonies on this record. Oh, fantastic. Which don't happen too often, but when they do... They're so good. Really, really well done. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just him. I don't know if, if Peter was also helping with the, with the harmonies. or. Uh, but that chorus, man, that chorus got stuck in my head for days. <laughs> Abby, don't look down. Like, yeah. it's so simple. And uh, yeah, really, really fun song. Yeah. And I heard it's really good live. I heard it's even better live. These these energetic songs, 
you know they translate well and in their uh some some of the songs on here that are more the downplayed ones uh there's one song in particular i think it might have been swimsuit where i thought like this this would be a good like elliot smith song right yeah even like just completely stripped down with just him and an acoustic guitar or something right yeah yeah which i don't I don't think that happens on this album. I think there's always a little something in the background. Yeah, there's always percussion, kind of some lead guitar licks and stuff, you know, just kind of keeping the melody going. Right. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, Swimsuit, great song. But Abby, uh, Abby was so good. Abby was one, the one. Abby, Red Tail, and Battle of a Dreamer were the three that I just, like, kept wanting to listen to. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's get into our little ratings, baby boy. Well, okay then. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Sure. We'll kind of end it off on a, uh, I think, a brighter note. Probably. I'm going to be lower than you. Probably. I'm going to take a hit of weed while you're doing this. Hey, you do just that. I'm going to do it for you. <laughs> do it for me, baby. I'm doing Come it on. for you. Smoke the whole bowl, baby. Hey, I'm going to smoke it down. <laughs> um, it's It's a... It's a good album for what it is, I'd say. Um, it's a very like, it's a very Southern American album without being shitty or cheesy about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, which it very easily could have been. Easily. Uh, I like the production throughout the whole thing. I don't think it was too spotty uh, at any times. So I think you got, you felt that a little more than I did. A little bit, and it might have been like the headphones that I was using. You know, who knows. Um, but all in all, a good record. I it, I I think I'll put Red Tail on and maybe maybe Abby on, uh, a couple more times. But I don't I don't think I'll be going back to this album. Sure. Uh, it's just not in my wheelhouse. For what it is, it's good. I'm sure if I saw it live, I would appreciate it a lot more. Especially Abby, um, man. I'm listening to it right now. I'm like, ugh, I want to hear this live for sure. <laughs> But just the nature of this genre, it's a little too samey for me just because I'm not experienced enough to get the, like, intricacies of each song. Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe we could have expanded the instruments, like, the instrumental framework a little bit and introduced maybe a couple more instruments. It sounded like we really got these, like, five guys. We're going to play our stuff when we need to. Yeah. Um, and it, it it is good for, like... A nice homey live setting feel, um, but I feel like some songs could have been enhanced with some, maybe like different synths. Or I'm surprised I didn't hear a slide guitar on this. Record. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised too. Um, so all in all, I'm gonna give this one a five point three. Dang, out of ten. It's just just not in my wheelhouse. I recognize. Uh, it's some good stuff, but I could have, I could have, I could have done with maybe a little more innovation, a little more like imagination on, uh, I don't know the, the songwriting side of things. Yeah. Because if you're going to listen to a genre that you don't like, like singer songwriter, like you, you're going to, someone like you is going to want to hear something that stands out from the crowd to be like, okay, what makes this different than any other singer songwriter stuff I've heard? I'm going to want to hear something that perks me up, like perks my ears and, and makes me pay attention. Like, Oh, like I, this is interesting and it's not what I was expecting. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see what people in this genre are saying about it. 
You know, I think uh, I think they like really hit the nail on the head with going for the singer songwriter vibe. I loved their mixing of like the singer songwriter with Americana and folk and maybe a little bit of psych, maybe a little bit of that '80s new wave post punk, you know, production. And I know you don't agree with me, but I'm gonna keep I'm gonna stick with it. I, those elements are there, but I don't think they're present enough to call them out. Okay, well, to you know, to each their own. Um, <laughs> I think a big reason why I enjoyed this album, A, because I think David's a really talented songwriter. Um, really, genuinely, I love his voice. Uh, I just, I love his vibe. Like, I love the vibe of this album. It's a very good Sunday morning, drinking coffee, looking at the sun, you know, come up type of record. Or right. it's a great album to put on while you're driving, you know, cross country somewhere. Like it's, it has a feel to it, and uh, it's perfect for the flat dirt prairies of Texas. Yeah, or just looking around in a desert setting, or you know, like even fucking driving around or like hiking in a beautiful park or something. You know, it just it just has that feeling. It has a very organic, down down to earth feeling, and uh, mm. and David's just so he just impresses me so much. Like he every every band that he's been in has been so different from the last and they've all been good and they've all done something with, uh, with the music too. So, you know, I, I really like this album and, and, uh, yeah, would love to see this live. And I think this is one that I am going to come back to, uh, several, you know, times. And I think it's, uh, it has its place in my catalog, you know what I mean? So I'm going to give it much higher than you gave it. Um, and, and again, because this isn't usually what I listen to either, but I just, I really liked it, man, for what it was. So I'm going to give it like a solid 7.5. Okay. All right. I, I Yeah. That's, that's about where I was placing you. If yeah. If you're going to get into the eights, I was going to contest you a little bit. Yeah, I it would it would be disingenuous for me to put it in the eights. <laughs> because honestly, just because of like the hand, not even a handful, just for like a select few songs that I just like. Don't I? This is not some for flyovers. me. Some fly. There was a few flyovers. Yeah. I don't think. It, well, uh, what it, the fuck is it called? Uh, same house that got on my nerves a little bit. Yeah. Well, there's no bad songs on here. No, not at all. You know what I would like? Tell to me. Hear? Tell me. I'd like to hear y'all's opinions. Ooh. I would like to hear what y'all think about this record. Am I not giving it its fair chance? Is it more? Is it, it, it like more interesting than I'm giving it credit for? Do you, how how are you liking this thing? Is it kind of samey to you like it was to yeah. me? If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it, man. Go listen to Check it. Check it out. This, See this if is you local, agree with us, you know. Local artists, go ahead and support local artists, man. Yes. If you are in the Texas area, look out for David Beck. Even look out for his other uh, project, David Beck's Tejano Weekend. Like both are really fun and would be great shows. Oh yeah. But yeah, let us know. Give us if you're listening to this. Uh, uh, go watch our YouTube. We, you know, we record every episode. We film it. the The videos have a little bit more going on, a little more production, and uh, doing a little bit of this. a little zazz, a little you know panache that and you might not listen, get. If you're just listening. You're not going to get that. No, but, like that's fine too because it is after all a podcast. Yes. Uh, give us a follow. Subscribe. Like. Go to our Instagram at EBPcast. Let us know what you thought of this record. Let us know what records you want us to listen to on this show, and we might fucking do it. You know, we're all over the place. We're unpredictable. 
We're, we might throw you a bone. Who knows? You know, you were saying your buds bump. Yeah, you might get the earbuds bump. You know, you were saying earlier you're the looks and I'm the wild card. I think we're both wild cards. Because you never know what the fuck. You don't know. The, yeah, whatever the fuck we want. Ben Margera just, style. Ah, oh, man. You don't remember that from the show? No, I remember it too well. I've, I've rewatched a couple episodes. What will he do next? Whatever the fuck I want. He is a 12-year-old <laughs> in all of those shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's cringy. We could talk about that later. We'll do a whole uh, chit-chat about Ben Margera. Yeah, we'll do a Ben Margera-themed <laughs> chit-chat. Yeah. We'll just talk about, like, CKY or something. And him. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, hate him. <laughs> you know the band, is what I'm saying. The ba- You hate CKY? No, him. Oh, okay, all right. You remember him with the... No, I got it. It's got, like, the little pentagram penis Yes, thing. it's a heart. Yeah. It's not a penis. Uh-huh. It's a I weird... Know. I don't know what penises you're looking at. I'm... I just... Look, you just see what you want and everything. <laughs> you're in Seattle. Who knows what kind of penises you're, you're witnessing these days? Some pretty good ones if I do have... Yay, some penises. double-headed fucking... <laughs> some, like, yeah, scaled. Yeah. <laughs> Ribbed. <laughs> Ribbed. <laughs> they, have, they have abs. They have a six-pack. <laughs> They're absolutely torn. <laughs> they just work out every day. Fully yoked. <laughs> Doing the like, like the dick push-ups, like Tenacious D. Oh, yeah, just one. One's all you need. <laughs> just one is all you need. <laughs> Come on, helmet head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Do you know what we're doing for our next episode? It's been like a month since we've listened to yeah. a different album. That isn't the Mars Volta or this. I don't know what we're doing next. Uh, I think, honestly, in the mix, what's going to come up after this is uh, we listen to Modern or Guitar Romantic by the Exploding Hearts. Right. This is a little out of order. We're okay. doing, yeah, we're, we're doing Tarantino style, man. We're, we, this is the shit that is the ending well, is going to come early and then, you, and then we flesh everything out. What are we listening to next that's going to come out in like two months? Ooh, that's probably going to be... You know what? That I already know. I'm going to do a Big Wig. Really? I'm doing Big Wig. Big Wig, okay. We're going back to some punk that's, music. Uh, that's that's a local punk band, right? Austin? Uh, no, 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 no. They're from Jersey. And uh, okay. I think they broke up long ago. <laughs> but we're going to listen to their album... Fucking an invitation to tragedy, man. I've been trying to get you to listen to this album for years, and I'm going to force you to do it for this podcast. And I might not listen to it now. Oh, you're going to. We'll see. You're going to listen to it, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. I'm going to go. Bye. Okay, bye. This was good. This was good. Bye. 9.2. 9.2?